There was a study that came out a number of years ago that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of nonprofits are launched every year in the United States with an average lifespan of only three to five years. And uh, typically, those organizations fail because they typically have not figured out uh, strategic direction and strategic leadership for their organization. And of course, the third reason is that they don't have effective, uh, sustainable funding. And so everything that we teach really comes down to effective leadership and effective biblical fundraising. I don't believe the world just needs more nonprofit organizations. I think it it needs uh, courageous nonprofit organizations, ones who are willing to uh, step out and do what God is calling them to do because God is with us. Welcome to the Let's Go 360 podcast. I'm Larry Fraley, your host, and I'll be bringing you conversations with outstanding mission-minded leaders with the aim of helping you develop your own spiritual life by understanding what God is doing through our guests' lives as we learn about their ministries and what God has called them to do. Well, greetings, everyone. I'm Larry Fraley, your Let's Go 360 podcast host. First of all, thank you for supporting Let's Go 360 with your positive ratings, kind comments, and and referrals to your friends. Let's Go 360 is part of Christ's Church of the Valley here in the greater Phoenix, Arizona area. Throughout the valley, CCV has 15 campuses where children may enjoy interactive activities that strengthen their faith, where students can learn how to be Christ-centered change agents. Regardless of where you're at, in your own personal walk. Adults, young and old, will discover a place in which they can grow and feel at home. Welcome to another episode of Let's Go 360. This is episode 64. And with me today is Jonathan Rowe. Jonathan has been a nonprofit coach, trainer in Arizona for, oh, well, well over a decade, and is the founder and CEO of Venture One Nine. And we're going to talk a lot about that. Venture One Nine is uh, is services nonprofits to get them to a place where they have the courage and health and sustainability and impact through free training and coaching that Jonathan and his team provides. And I'll let him talk a little bit about his story and his journey as we go today. But today we're going to find out what it's like to be a part of coming alongside nonprofit organizations that CCV supports. And Jonathan will talk about many other ones that he supports, but specifically today, we're going to try to stay focused on our nonprofits that CCV supports. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, your story, your family. Yeah. So I grew up in New England. I grew up in Connecticut, actually, and uh, went to a, a Christian college, a small Christian college up in Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, that just sort of started my journey down the ministry road as I just sensed God's call into ministry for myself and my family. And uh, so for many years, that played out working in a few different local churches, so just have a great love uh, for the local church. And uh, But many years ago, God opened a door for uh, for my family and I to relocate out here to the Phoenix area to be around uh, some more family and begin to work with Christian nonprofit organizations. And so, as you mentioned, um, 
so many incredible organizations that are doing wonderful kingdom work, and uh, we just come alongside them through free training, coaching, and granting, and just try to help them be better, uh, and especially try to help them be financially sustainable. Because if they are sustainable over the long haul, that means more needs are being met, uh, the gospel's being shared, uh, people are coming to Christ, and uh, incredible things are happening. So uh, just a, a blessing to work with so many great leaders. Well, you've engaged with hundreds of nonprofit organizations, and I know you've given, been able to raise and support uh, them to the tune of over $2 million, all for the community and the kingdom impact. You've built a close-knit family of Christian nonprofit leaders. Now, you're no stranger to the church world, right? You've actually pastored a couple of churches. Yeah, yeah. I was on uh, staff at a church um, outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, for about uh, 10 years, and then from there, I went and pastored my own church in the Columbus, Ohio area, and uh, uh, just uh, such a great time there. Uh, God did so many things through that uh, that local community in Columbus, and uh, and then we we sensed the call to to relocate out here. But I look back on my pastoring days uh, with such joy and fondness, and. Uh, those are times I just celebrate everything that uh, that God did through those ministries. So yeah, a lot of local church experience, and now as you mentioned, a lot of uh, experience connected with Christ-centered nonprofits. And so uh, the 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 mix there has been has been great. And mm-hmm. um, uh, so many of the nonprofits that we work with, uh, of course, uh, love and believe and partner with local churches in our community. And so I just love being a part of all that. Now, you and your wife, Carla, live in Anthem. You attend the Anthem uh, campus. You have three children, Austin, MJ, and Justin. And as we were talking earlier, you've had an experience this weekend, right, of kind of watching um, a (laughs) two-year-old. That's right. Our oldest son has a a two-year-old, so we're in the grandparent world. And uh, it is uh, incredible and such a great blessing and also as exhausting as it can be. So yeah. we we had the little guy all yeah. weekend, and uh, I feel like I need a couple days of recovery time here. <laughs> well, I, there is some hope in sight. They, they do get older and grow out of that. But um, as uh, my wife and I have uh, going to be finding out here soon, a great-grandchild is on the way. And it appears like we're going to be going through that again. So <laughs> we'll see. But it's a joy. So uh, all of that to say, what is it that led you to pursue coaching in the nonprofit sector, specifically with a Christian biblical lens? Yeah, it was really just uh, an opportunity that uh, that God opened up. I, I felt like with my call to ministry that it, it didn't really have to, you know, specifically be in a local church for the rest of my life. And so we were just really open to what God was doing in our lives at the time. And so, um, again, God just opened a door to relocate uh, out into this area. There was a national foundation that was looking to launch a Phoenix chapter. So I came out and helped to get that off the ground. And uh, eventually that led to the uh, the founding of, uh, of Venture One Nine. Mm-hmm. But I will say uh, from a from a coaching standpoint, and Larry, you probably know this as, as well as anybody. Um, these leaders, uh, they are, man, they are putting it on the line. Uh, whether they are local church pastors or these local nonprofit leaders, 
They're in the trenches day in and day out. They're facing so many different challenges. Uh, they're trying to make sure their uh, programming is is Christ-centered and impactful. And, of course, in the nonprofit world, uh, they've got to raise a lot of money uh, to continue to do what God's calling them to do. And so we just started coming alongside uh, these incredible leaders and just providing, uh, again, uh, those support services. And I would say the most unique aspect probably of our model is that we operate as a nonprofit ourselves. And so we raise money and then we take that money and we put it back into our services. And so we allow nonprofit leaders to engage our training and our coaching uh, free for them. So it really removes any barriers. Uh, some small nonprofits uh, come our way and they need a lot of help, but they wouldn't be able to you know, pay a lot of money for things like this. So uh, just the need that was out there and uh, just being um, uh, open to to just filling that that need as as you know as God would lead us. Can you provide um, maybe any examples of how you have successfully applied Christian biblical perspectives in in coaching nonprofit organizations? Yeah, great question. So the the one thing I would say right away is is everything we're doing comes from a Christ centered and biblical perspective. So if you attend our training events, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna read scripture together. Um, we're going to pray together. We're going to uh, connect as leaders and just try to encourage uh, one another as part of the body of Christ. So it's not a back burner issue for us. Um, occasionally, somebody will say, uh, hey, I know some leaders and they're not running uh, Christian nonprofit organizations. Can they Can they come to your training? And of course, we always say, absolutely, but just make sure they know uh, that uh, that this is what drives us, uh, that the Christ-centered aspect is what drives us. So as long as they're comfortable with Scripture and prayer and uh, talking about things from a biblical perspective, uh, that'd be uh, that'd be great. We'd love we'd love to have them. And and the other thing I would say from a biblical perspective, especially when we talk about resource development and fundraising for nonprofits, right? It's just it's not all about bottom lining money. It's about trying to uh, build a team of people and, and create a movement and uh, just allow God to work through you to impact the community. So it's not just about how much money do we need and how do we raise it, but how do we raise it the right way and how do we raise it in a way that brings other people along with us and really envelops them into uh, the work that we're doing and helps to get them connected in a meaningful way. You asked for one example. I'll, I'll mention one organization, Harvest Compassion Center, a great organization in our community. Um, they were running about $200,000 with their local budget maybe 10 years ago, and they came to us and said, we, re- we really want to ramp up uh, fundraising. We want to do it the right way, and we're thinking about launching a monthly giving program. Can you, can you work with us on that? And so uh, I won't get into all the specifics, but I will say – that that two hundred thousand dollar organization is uh, over a million dollars right now, and one of the main ways that they've uh, grown their work is through raising up brand new monthly partners who are providing twenty eight dollars a month to help feed families in their local community. And it's not just a uh, a place where families can go and get food and clothing. Uh, they're given Bibles. Uh, their prayer requests are taken. The staff prays with them on a regular basis, and uh, they've got a number of different uh, facilities in our community. And they are they are going strong, and God is doing great work through them. 
Can you provide maybe some insight as to just how you assist nonprofits into building oh, strong relationships and partnerships within the Christian community? Yeah, it it really all begins. We believe with the right mindset, and um, uh, and that means a collaborative and partnership mindset. And and honestly, I don't know if this sounds uh, a little strange, but we believe you've you've got to have the right theology as the foundation for all of this, right? And so, if you see God as a God of scarcity then um right your mindset is there's there's not enough out there and so we need to be in competition with other ministries and we've got to fundraise better than they do and more effectively because we've got to get this money you know before they do because there's not enough to go around we we really push back against that and and from a theological foundation really teach and train leaders about God as a God of abundance and so what does it mean uh, to partner and collaborate with other ministries to be even more effective, understanding that God has plenty <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and there's enough to go around? And, and so I think it starts uh, with that mindset. And so one of the things that we love to see is uh, uh, different nonprofit organizations we'll meet at some of our training events for the first time. And then we begin to hear the stories of collaboration, just different doors of partnership that God has opened up and things they're beginning to do in the community together. And of course, so many of these nonprofits are also partnering and serving alongside local churches here in our area. And so in my mind, when you get all of that working together, right, that mindset, that philosophy and uh, uh, and then uh, just begin to put that into practice. We've just seen God work through that in incredible ways to just not just meet needs, but really begin to transform communities. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I've observed uh, in nonprofits, the things that they they potentially deal with in terms of a conflict, is this whole area surrounding ethics. It's you know, so so how do you address potential conflicts in that area that? That may arise between a nonprofit's, oh, I don't know, financial stability mm-hmm. and Christian biblical values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, what we talk about is we talk to these leaders about the ministries that God's called them to do. And so if this is really what what God has led you to do, then that needs to be at the center of everything and that needs to be your foundation. Mm-hmm. And so, Larry, it's a great question because we'll see some groups that will say, wow, uh, uh, if we if we take on these government contracts, right, for these areas of ministry, we could get a whole lot of money, which, of course, would, would help us. Um, but then in the next breath, they say, but the more we looked into it, we realized – that, that that government money comes with some stipulations and some limitations. And so we wouldn't be able to openly share the gospel or our programming couldn't be as Christ-centered as we really want it to be. And we see those leaders then saying, that's not the right direction for mm-hmm. us. And, and, and when that happens, that's not always the easiest financial decision, <laughs> But, but that's where uh, we remind leaders, remember, <laughs> it goes back to a theological foundation. Is God a God of scarcity or is he a God of abundance? 
Uh, can he meet and supply your needs? We believe he can. Uh, we're going to help you put the right fundraising strategies in place. But in the midst of all that, above everything else, uh, you've got to place your work, place your nonprofit work, place your ministry in God's hands and and really trust him with that. And so uh, when we see situations like that, uh, we say to leaders, uh, good for you for making a decision like that. And we also believe God's going to honor that in a special way because your heart is to keep everything Christ-centered and not just meet needs like a number of other nonprofits do, but to meet needs and advance the gospel at the same time. Right. And that's exactly why I believe that God has Jonathan Rowe and Venture One Nine where he has you, Jonathan, because that is exactly what we need and what those nonprofits need uh, to say to stay in a Christ-centered focus. How do you how do you measure the impact of your your coaching on nonprofits, both in terms of their their organizational growth and mm-hmm. their ability to live out Christian biblical principles? Yeah, there was a study that came out a number of years ago, and it said that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of nonprofits are launched every year in the United States with an average lifespan of only three to five years. And uh, typically, those organizations fail because they, um, they're they not effective in one or more of a, a few different aspects of organizational leadership. And so the specifics were the organizations that are not around past five years typically have not figured out strategic direction and strategic leadership for their organization. They don't have effective leadership at the top either at the CEO level or staff level or however that plays out. And, of course, the third reason is that they don't have effective uh, sustainable funding. And so that that study really struck a chord with me a number of years ago. And so uh, everything that we teach really comes down to effective leadership and effective biblical fundraising. And so as we go to measure impact – we, we look at those three areas. And so the best way for me to describe it would probably be to say this. I would, I would look at a leader and we look at leaders who've been with us for a number of years and we look at it through the back door. And so we say, okay, if this organization and if this leadership team does not know how to gain strategic direction for their organization, if they do not know how to fundraise in a, in a biblical way, to resource the vision um, that God's given them. And and if they don't have effective leadership at the top, if their leaders aren't strong and growing, then we look at ourselves, not that organization, and we say we're not doing our job. And so uh, we look at it, again, in a little bit of a backwards way there, but uh, uh, hopefully, by God's grace, uh, with the leaders who are connected with us, they would say, you know what, we're growing in all three of those areas, and as a result, uh, God is moving our organization to the next level. So those are uh, important measuring sticks for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Well, let's switch gears a little bit here because uh, a number of months ago, um, I asked you if you would be willing to come alongside CCV's local mission partners and kind of be that coach to them. And you stepped up and said yes, and now the months have gone by and I can't tell you how thankful I am that God connected us and because you are serving a vital role in our ministry right now. 
for our listeners to know, Jonathan is now uh, serving um, as, as a volunteer, a very important volunteer, that is the interface between our local missions uh, partners and uh, NCCV. And that's a tremendous help for me because he's able to go out and meet face-to-face with the local mission partners that CCV supports, that our listeners, that you, our listeners, are supporting and be the hands and feet of CCV's missions. And, um, and so it's been so helpful because that, first of all, frees me up to do a lot more in some other areas in missions, but it also helps our local mission partners because Jonathan brings everything he's just talked about for the last 20 minutes uh, to the table to help these, these local mission partners. Jonathan, help us understand what that's been like in that, uh, the few months that you've been involved in that. Yeah, well, it's been extremely rewarding. Um, I, I, I am passionate and just love to connect with leaders who've been called by God and they are out there doing it day in and day out. And so for those listening here, you may not know, I think when you think about CCV, maybe you think about um, a number of different church campuses and what's happening on the weekends, but CCV also has an incredible focus on global and local mission partners to just help people, again, be strong and advance the gospel in an effective way. And so what that means is CCV partners with a number of local organizations, again, who are uh, doing incredible work. And so that's the group that I'm connecting with. And so not only are we inviting that group to be a part of the training and the coaching that we provide, but Larry, as you mentioned, I'm meeting with a number of leaders one-on-one. That plays out a number of different ways, right? Uh, Calls, in-person meetings, coffees, lunches, meeting with entire leadership teams and different things like that. And again, just hearing what they're going through and trying to help them be better. And then occasionally these local mission partners will say, hey, God's laying something on my heart that is bigger than us. <laughs> and uh, can you help us figure that out a little bit? And uh, what would next level partnership look like with that? And so those are all the conversations that I'm involved in. And uh, I just leave those meetings and those times together with those leaders so encouraged uh, by what they're doing, by what God's doing through them. And then of course, Larry, as you know, we're just in constant communication about the work of these local organizations and just how we can continue to help them be better. Mm-hmm. And I know the synergy that that happens in these meetings because I've been there and I, I know you're going through this. You'll be talking to one particular missions partner and they'll mention something and you'll say, oh, wait a minute, there's another mission partner over here that can help you with that. And so as you begin to connect dots and your network that you know of and uh, to to further kingdom efforts, um, that's just additional synergy that happens. Oh yeah, some of the <laughs> I I tell leaders and organizations all the time um, as as you make other connections and develop partnerships uh, uh, with other uh, local nonprofit leaders with other local CCV partners please circle back and let us know that because those are some of the greatest stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And and again, we'll hear about different organizations um, getting to know each other for the first time, realizing, hey, we're working in the same space. Maybe there's something that we should do here together. Or, uh, you know, Larry, sometimes I'll be in a training session 
and I'll see a staff team at one table and a staff team at another table, and they're both working in the same area over in Africa, and they've never met each other. Mm, yep. <laughs> and so yep. it's just great to to make those connections and just to see uh, where they go. Uh, because at the end of the day, I know it's a, a cliche saying, but we're we're better together. And I believe that God uh, calls us uh, to partnership and collaboration. And uh, God calls us as the body of Christ together uh, to do ministry together. And that's one of the things that we even talk about in in training sessions is we'll say, just as a reminder, uh, remember, everybody, uh, your ministry expression all looks different in here with what God's called you to do, but we're all a part of the same team. We're all trying to build the same kingdom and uh, meet people in need, and so we want to go about it together. So another thing that that is available for those nonprofits um, that you can't meet face-to-face with, mm-hmm. you have resources on your webpage, right, that mm-hmm. actually has videos on perhaps how to— how to be better at fundraising and a bunch of leadership types of things. And we're going to include um, venture19.org's website in our show notes along with some other information. So be sure and check that out so that you can see more about what Venture 19 is all about. And if you choose to invest in that or whatever, that's the place that you can check that out. Well, Jonathan, thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to having you back again uh, and find out more about what God is doing through Venture One Nine in the future. No, I appreciate being here, and uh, maybe this is the perfect way to close. I feel like I should clarify what the One Nine is in Venture One Nine. So it comes from uh, Joshua One Nine, uh, where um, uh, it says, "Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go." And um, that's what we w- we want to help leaders understand that and embrace that. Um, I don't believe the world just needs more nonprofit organizations. I think it it needs uh, courageous nonprofit organizations, ones who are willing to uh, step out and do what God is calling them to do. And specifically in that verse, it, 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 it doesn't uh, call us out and say, lean on your own gifts and skills and passions and abilities it says that we can go and be strong and courageous uh, really for one reason, because God is with us. And so we are just always wanting to remind leaders of that. Um, I was listening to uh, some leadership material just the other day, and uh, uh, this individual uh, is not a Christian uh, that I know of, but said that he believes the the number one thing that's lacking in leadership these days is courage. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we just uh, we want to help uh, leaders know and believe that God is with them, uh, that they can step out and do what God's calling them to do, and that uh, God will be faithful to uh, lead them in the direction that they that they need to go. So that's that's the one nine from Joshua one nine. And uh, yeah, great talking to you today. And and uh, Look forward to more conversations. So good. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Let's Go 360 podcast, sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley. Check out CCV at ccv.church and our missions activity at ccv.church slash missions, where we are trying to fulfill the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandments.